This episode of Happy Cast brought to you by the letter Omicron, the number 36, a generous donation from Slade Industries, and friendship. Hey friends, welcome to Happy Cast with Ben and Brian. I'm Brian, and that guy over there, he's gonna be Ben. How you doing, Ben? Hey Brian, I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing really, really great, man. It's a beautiful day outside, and I'm just glad to be here recording uh, another episode of our award-winning kids podcast, Happy Cast. I'm glad to be your friend, too. You know what that sound means, kids? It's Fiddles McGinty, the Happy Cast mime. Hey guys, uh, oh man, I'm uh, pulling a rope, look at me, pulling this, where's this rope tied to? I don't know, could be anything. Oh, it's windy, it's windy and I'm being pushed around by the uh, wind, it's, oh, I thought man. mimes aren't supposed to talk. Oh, oh yeah, uh, maybe back in the 60s, but this is 2015, man, mimes have rights, you know? We, we're not gonna be seen and not heard anymore. Uh, uh, we broke... Fiddles? I'm afraid I'm gonna have to fire you. Hey man, we we broke the glass case that you put us in. You just put us in this box and you say that, that that's where you are. You're a mime and this is what you do and this is who you are and it's just, it's not uh, fair, man. Uh, let me just call security real fast. Uh, hey, oh man, get your hands off me. I, I, I've got rights. Well, that was pretty weird. Fiddle seemed pretty upset, but I'm sure he'll calm down after a timeout. You got that right. Hey, I just heard the turklingle. Really? That's weird because I thought I heard the doorbell. Turklingle is the German word for doorbell, silly. Oh, you're right. You know what that means. Time to sing the doorbell song. Doorbell. Doorbell. Who could it be? Hey guys, it's me, Chad Snyder. It's Chad Snyder. And I heard you guys in here singing your doorbell song. I thought it was really swell. Uh, do you guys happen to have a cup of mayonnaise I can borrow? Snyder, no sniding. Snyder, no sniding. Oh, shucks. Ben, why'd you slam the door in his face? I really don't like that guy. It's not polite to say that you don't like people. It is if they're really annoying. And now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Okay, and we'll be right back after this short break. Hey guys, welcome to Happy Hour. Uh, this is part of the show where we talk about things that, that we're into, like whatever we're into this week. We're, we're going to talk about it here. Uh, if you want to contact the show, of course, you can email us, uh, happycastfeedback at gmail.com. Uh, you can write or send a voice message that way. Uh, check out the website, happycast.website. That is not a joke. That is our website. Uh, if you want to help the show out, tell a friend, uh, leave an iTunes review, spread the word, and uh, follow us on Twitter and whatnot. Yeah, happycast.twitter. No, wait. Twitter. Nope. <laughs> Twitter.com slash happycast. Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash happycast. Um, our phone number. 
177 happy nun, like a cheery, happy sister nun. Yep, yep. Yep, and there are numbers for that too, but most phones have numbers and letters on it now. It's true. So if not, you can probably just Google it. It's it's all on the website now, thanks to a suggestion from Q. You'll see. Thank you, Hugh. And, um, okay, here we are. We're at this part of the show. So, Ben, what is your happy hour pick? My happy hour pick this week is Torklingles. Torklingle? What's that? That's the German word for doorbell, Brian. Uh, uh, what's what's the German word for deja vu? Because I, I'm really feeling that strongly right now. What's the German word for a French phrase? Yeah, what's the German <laughs> translation of a French word? Uh, I'll try to look that up, but um, my... Translate it from French to German. It's... <laughs> oh, my phone is auto-correcting it to Dehavu. My phone doesn't know how to talk. Anyway, my actual happy hour is... This is going to sound lame when I say it out loud, but when I explain it, it's cooler. It is uh, Nancy Drew Games. That sounds a little lame, Ben. See, it sounds lame, but it's totally not. Have you ever played like a point-and-click game, like where you have to explore and solve puzzles and that kind of junk? I've played my share of them. Well, this is kind of like that. It's you, right. Normally, there's some kind of mystery that happens. You are called in to investigate. You get to point-and-click your way around, pick up like random items to use on puzzles, or sometimes it's evidence. And uh, there's a lot of note-taking you should do during the game, too. Like, you'll find a book somewhere on Morse code, and you're like, well, I'm probably going to need to do that. So you can take a note, take notes of what the Morse code is. So later on in the game, when you inevitably will have to use that Morse code, you won't have to run back to the book over and over. And, uh, and you get to interview, like, the suspects and ask them about stuff you found. And there's animation and voice acting with that. And, like, you come back to them over and over throughout the game, and, like, dramatic events will happen. You don't know who did it. All of them will have some kind of motive behind it. And uh, at the end, well, normally at some point you get knocked out or pushed over a ledge. There are ways you can, like, die in the... Well, you don't actually die in the games. Like, uh, I think I got electrocuted once, and then once that happens, the fail state is, like, usually... Uh, the person will call you and like, oh, I can't believe you got electrocuted. And like, yeah, I'll be in the hospital for at least three weeks. <laughs> they yell at a child detective for getting electrocuted. She's I not can't a child. believe it. She used to be a child. Oh, but, is she like an adult person now? Well, last I read, I think she's supposed to be around 19. Uh, she was 16 originally, but now she's 19. So, that, I mean, she's okay. allowed to go these places by herself. I think she graduated so from she... high school at 15 or 16. How long have these books been around? I think it's like the 20s at least. So oh, I read some in real time. stuff about the 20s ones. Okay. Oh, oh, the 20s ones. I thought you said the 20s ones. No. <laughs> I was like, okay, there was yeah. There racists pro- back then. What? No. Yeah, but... Uh, but about the Nancy Drews specifically. That's, well, she wasn't uh, really racist, but I guess it was more the time that they were written. Yeah, that's true. That kind that's, of stuff. Okay, okay. And they've been re-released, and I've read that they had to edit out that part of the books and change, like some of the more negative stereotypes and racism to just random stuff. That's yeah, not what I'm talking about, though. It's horrible, though. That's terrible. That's Why is this your happy hour pick again? These <laughs> no. terrible children's books Nancy Drew from the racism. 20s? No, no. I, I, I read the Hardy Boys back then, but there's not a set of Hardy Boys games. But yeah, uh, 
there are a whole bunch of them, and you solve the mystery, and it's just fun to go through and do all that stuff. Like, I think there's one that takes place in a museum on, uh, like, the Mayans, and occasionally you'll find glyphs, like Mayan glyphs, kind of like hieroglyphs, but I guess in Mayan, and you have to remember all of them and write them down, try to draw them out and what they mean when you find it, like, on, like, a... Uh, like I can't think like the map for the museum or like on a display and all that kind of stuff. Cause eventually you're going to have to know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the games are really fun. Megan and I have been playing through, I think eight of them. We might think we're on number nine. Wow. Yeah. I think we just finished the haunted carousel. It's a long going series. And then at the very end, you find out who done it. Yeah. At the very end. Yeah. Usually like you're finding the secret room with treasures or where all the stuff's been going down. And then the bad guy will surprise you and just be there behind you. And you're like, what? It's that guy or girl. And so you always, you always get your, 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 your man or, or woman, whoever's responsible. Nancy Drew finds them. Yeah. Regardless. In some way, Nancy Drew never really figures it out herself. It's more that you have to figure it out on your own and all the puzzles and everything. And then the bad guy will surprise you. You're never tested. Like, who do you think the bad guy is? They don't ever do that. So, and there, there's never anybody wrongfully incarcerated because of the poor detective work of this plucky uh, young girl detective. No, that 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 has never happened so far, as far as I know. But well, they each, have to save something for game number ten. You yeah, know, they got to switch it up. Well, and each game has some kind of like secret eat references to the past games, like the one we're on now. Uh, you can find like this fake candy bar that you had to use to try to solve a mystery in one of the Mayan ones. And you find like tokens you got from the Midway games whenever you played the Carousel one. Oh, that's cool. So there's a continuity, and they're made by the same game developer. Yeah, all of them made by Her Interactive, I think, is what they're called. And sometimes Her? Nancy Drew will even like, like, oh, I needed a vacation. Like ever since that Wisconsin ski vacation went wrong, and that's you. Yeah, you go to Wisconsin for a ski vacation. The hotel you get snowed in, and then you find out there's some kind of treasure in the hotel. People aren't usually murdered in these games. It's just. Most of the time, there's some kind of crime. Someone goes kidnapping. There's like jewels somewhere. Something is missing. The first one, someone died. Oh no! But they were already they had to, in advance. They had to, oh wait, then they re-died. No, like they died, and then you showed up to investigate. Okay, you don't see them die. No, no, you don't see anyone die. But what are these games rated? Like E for everyone? I think they're either E or T because there are like scary things happen. Like I, I got hit by the roller coaster. In the one of them, yeah, that's that's not cool. That's the not funniest cool. thing is letting is trying to find all the different ways you can fail out of the game. Like there's one I had to learn how to use a lathe <laughs> to make a dowel to fix something that had broken. I think uh, the thing that plays the musical roles on a carousel, like, kind of like a player piano, basically. Okay. But I'd, the dowel broke, so I had to go make one myself, and I purposefully didn't put the goggles on first to see what would happen. And she was like, ah. And you find out that her eyes are like she got a bunch of splinters in them. Oh no! Because of that, that's horrible. Oh, there's so many ways to fail. It's really fun. But it reminds me of the good thing the is lost game. Oh, the lost game. Are there a lot of good fail states in that? You just don't push the button. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that game. Oh, there's some stuff like uh, I had to solder some wires together to get some like display working, and uh, I purposefully turned it on and then tried to start touching the wires. Oh, electrocuted. There are a lot of fun things to do. And but so the good like thing is, see, there are save and load that you have to do throughout the game. But if you ever fail out, there's a second chance button that will put you right before your big mistake. So it's okay, okay to fail out like that. 
just for fun because it is really fun. So it seems like you've discovered your own secret metagame to Nancy Drew is just all the different ways to die. Well, those are the funniest parts of the game. Like, uh, I think they, I think in the some of the later ones, they'll actually have like a typing or a typewritten thing on the screen that just says what happened. But I don't know. It's supposed to be really fun. Uh, message in a Haunted Mansion was really good. You're in San Francisco. People think the mansion's haunted. It turns out that oh, I better not spoil it. So never mind. Oh but yeah, there's, no there's, there's like a well, it's not haunted, of course, because this is Nancy Drew, not supernatural. But uh, there's like a psychic there. Is one of the suspects, and you know she might be doing it because if the, people think the place is haunted, because they're trying to renovate into a uh, bed and breakfast. It's like a Victorian-looking house that might pull more people in. And then there's like the guy, like the maintenance guy who they hired. Who he has his own reasons. There's a lady that bought the place, and there's like an antiques guy who volunteered his services. And you don't know which one did it, but they all have some kind of good motive for wanting to do a bunch of stuff at this hotel mansion. I don't know. They're really fun, and they are rated E or T for everybody and teens. Everybody and teens. Both of them. And they're really fun. They were on sale, I think 20 of them, for about $20 on Steam like last week, so we bought 20 of them. Oh, wow. Well. Can't can't beat that deal. Yeah, I've gone on and on about Nancy Drew games. So, uh, what is your happy hour? Well, my happy hour. Well, the one thing I took away from your happy hour is that I would love to play a murder she wrote game. No, no. Yep. Point and no. click. Uh, Angela Lansbury trying to because she solves real murders because she's like a legitimate investigator, not like young Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew has nothing on. Angela Lansbury's character from Murder, She Wrote, I think, named Jessica... Fletcher. Fletcher? Yep, Isn't she just right. an author who's investigating things, though? Yes. Yeah, Nancy I... Drew, her dad is a lawyer. She helps out with some of his cases sometimes and helps him, like, prosecute people. Like, people ask her from all over the country. She travels everywhere, doesn't just sit in one town where murders just keep inexplicably happening. That's why I'm pretty sure she's the murderer. Jessica Fletcher goes places, but okay. You Not make a fair point. She goes mostly into her own town. And I think they did make a Murder, She Wrote game, but it was a hidden object adventure game. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I want what you are describing, but with Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, they they did not do this. Yeah. So, okay, anyway. But <clears throat> my happy hour pick for the week. Uh, this is something that, no doubt, if you, if you know anything about me or follow me on Twitter or listen to other shows I've been on. You've probably heard me talk about this before, and I just want to apologize in advance, but I've never used this happy hour, and it's one of the things that makes me truly happier than anything else in the entire world. Is it Gilmore Girls? The Gilmore Girls. No. Um, we're saving that, Ben. Don't We don't want to ruin the Gilmore Girls oh, yet. Whoops. So we're building it up. Until after after like six months of almost talking about Gilmore Girls, we'll have a whole hour long segment about it. Yeah, with special but, guest star, actress but, from Gilmore Girls, old old Gilmore Girl herself. No, um, uh, my happy hour pick for the week is the ending of Back to the Future Part Two. Oh man! So spoiler alert for the end of Back to the Future Part Two. Also. If you haven't seen the Back to the Future movies, then you're no friend of mine. I'm sorry. That seems a little bit specific of a happy hour. But it's so good, Ben. The, the entire third act of Back to the Future Part 2. By last week, we went kind of vague, like kind of general with our happy hours. So I thought I'd go super specific. 
to talk about specifically the third act of Back to the Future Part Two, where Marty and Doc go back to the 1955 and they're 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 re-experiencing the events from the climax of the first film from a new perspective. I remember the first time I saw that. When I was like six years old, it blew my mind, man. I couldn't comprehend what was going on. My little six-year-old brain shouldn't have been watching it. I don't know why my parents <laughs> let me watch Back to the Future when I was that young. But, probably wouldn't um, have gotten a lot of the like more adult jokes back then anyway. No, probably not. But I, I think I could pinpoint this as like the moment I fell in love with time travel stories in general. It's like an ongoing fascination of mine. Which well, they are the best. We can get into another time, like why time travel stories are so appealing to people. But man, the the end of Back Ben Ben the end yeah. of Back to the Future Part Two, it's great. Where, where they they steal back the sports almanac and then the, the DeLorean gets struck by lightning and then it disappears and Marty's like, ah, oh, Doc, you're gone, Doc. Oh man, that's what Marty sounds like. <laughs> and the guy the guy shows up with a letter. He's like, are you Marty McFly? I've got a letter for you. And he's reading the letter. He's like, oh, the Doc, he's alive in the old west. It's incredible. Ooh. It's the best thing. I will I will be like in the worst mood I've ever been in. And I'll just remember at the end of Back to the Future Part 2 where you see the DeLorean go back to 1985 and the dog's running down the street and then Marty shows up. And he's like, oh, uh, Marty, I just sent you back to the future. He's like, I know. I know you sent me back to the future, dog, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. And then he faints and it's to be continued. It's amazing. It's Ooh. nothing gives me more joy in the world than that 20-minute section of Back to the Future Part 2. So you like parts of time travel where people get to re-see what they did in time travel, too? Yeah, you know, I mean, you go time travel on top of time travel, but... Um, you need to play Time Splitters 3, then, because that happens a few times. I, I, Yeah, I would be interested in playing those. There's a lot of good time travel in those, especially, yeah, the, especially the third one, though. When he does, you do things in a level, then you go back to it, and you see things you did, sometimes in the same level. Because of weird time pockets or something? I don't remember. Mm. So I, what if I've an, never seen Back to the Future? Um, you should watch You should watch those movies immediately? Like right now? I have Are you seen saying them. you've never seen no. Back to the Future? No, I've seen them. What about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Have you seen that one? Never seen that. Oh, you've got to see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Ben. Is it time travel? It is time travel. Is it as emotionally significant as Back to the Future? Yeah, no, it's a goofy. It's a goofy comedy, but um, there, there. I, I don't want to spoil it because you haven't seen it. But there's uh, some similar business that goes on at the end of that movie that's really impressive. All right, yeah, I, I've been meaning to. I've just never gotten around to it for some reason. I, I admire how silly they're willing to get with their time travel. I think those are some good happy hours. Back yeah, to the no. Future and Nancy Drew. Yes, those are. Completely equal happy hours that are of equal quality. Well, coming up after this word from our messages, Bumper Patrol, but first word from... No, that was that was terrible. No, you, you say it. I'm, I'm bad at saying it. You better say it. Okay, uh, so that concludes happy hour. Uh, up next is Bumper Patrol, but first a quick word from our sponsors. Sup, kids? Tired of those old army men? Race cars running out of gas? Superheroes not being so super? Well, tell your parents to buy you the brand new line of Happy Cast action figures. That's right. Each Happy Cast action figure comes with his own unique catchphrase. There's Brian with energy drink chugging action. Regis, pancakes, Regis. There's ranting and raving Ben. Curse you, Lansbury. 
and everybody's favorite, Chad Snyder. I'm Chad Snyder. That's not all. For a limited time only, listeners who collect 5,000 box tops and send them in will receive a very rare limited edition listener action figure. That's right. This is a listener action figure as a blank face. So you can take a photo of yourself, paste it on there, put it in the set. You're hanging out with Ben and Brian and Chad Snyder, who's also there for some reason. Happy Cast Action Figures, available only at Arby's. Check it out! All right, uh, Bummer Patrol, part of the show. Uh, we talk about what's got us down for the week. Uh, ben, what you got? What you bringing to the table, man? All right, whenever you picture Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th movies, what do you yes. always think of? Like, what are the he's two main wearing, things? He's wearing a ski mask. No, and no. He, ha- he has a machete. You're, you're half right. Well, a lot of people say when they reference stuff on TV and movies and in real life, they'll say chainsaw and a hockey mask. And that oh, no, drives me crazy because in all of the movies, he never once has used a chainsaw. That's Leatherface. Now, do you think – I mean, I could be off base here completely, but in my, I, in my youth, I played a lot of a game called Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, I did too. But I and there was ugh. there was a Jason type character on this hedge maze level that had a chainsaw. That's... Yeah, that drives me crazy too. I actually have that game on the Virtual Console on my Wii. But I think I think in that specific case, they're trying to skirt some copyright laws. Like, oh, this is a new creation. We don't owe you money, New Line or whoever owns Friday the Thirteenth. But I, I, I feel like maybe that line. maybe that kind of sparked. Um, this misconception. I don't know. I don't know how long. I don't know if it have if it existed before this or if that started it or had anything to do with it. I don't think Chainsaw and hockey, I mean, was Zombies Ate My Neighbors that popular that just random everyday Every, people are going to know and reference it? Everyone, everyone, everyone I know has played a ton of it. That game is I'll really only, fun. I only know three people. Me. You're one of them. I'm the second one. That game and is third, great. Third one is. Uh, my friend Chad, but we don't need to talk about. Oh him. God! Don't even don't even mention that guy. We kicked him out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, chainsaw hockey mask. I I hear it referenced in most things that try to reference. You know, oh, a scary killer. That's never happened. I've seen it in like haunted houses that I've been through. There's a guy wearing a hockey mask with a chainsaw. Find a leather face mask. I know it's, it's scary because it's loud right next to you, but you don't have to wear the hockey mask. That doesn't go with it. But. I don't know. Again, again, is it you? You think it's like a copyright thing? Is it like uh, no, no? This is this is a this is a this is a, a unique uh, creation. Well, this, maybe if it was a haunted house at, at Universal, it would matter. But these are like like local haunted houses, like okay. the one that we didn't go to but almost did in Atlanta when we were there. Oh yeah, do you know? Don't go there. It's terrifying. It's a what, prison. Ones like that could just go ahead and use those characters because. Uh, the one at the Haunted Castle that we would go to in Oklahoma sometimes, they had a Freddy. They had a Jason. But at the end of some of them, you'll still have a guy wearing a hockey mask holding a chainsaw. That just doesn't make sense. And he didn't even get the ho- hockey mask until the third one, by the way. That's okay, though, because normally, he normally has it. But he ne- he uses pitchforks, machetes, like spears, random all this random stuff, but never uses a freaking chainsaw. 
Hmm. Oh, yeah, they have to save something for Friday the 13th Part 11, right? they never... Oh, no, they did the reboot, and then there hasn't been anything else since then. What what number was the reboot? Uh, Well, I guess the reboot would have been 11, but it was just a total reboot that combined features from the first, second, and third. Was was Jason X the 10th one? That what? Yeah, at least why it's called Jason X. Oh, that's great. I never put that together. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's the worst one. What? No. Well, no, it's not. He the wakes worst up one. in space and has a laser machete. It's incredible. No, it makes the least amount of sense continuity-wise, but it is still one of the better ones because of how bad that one is. Okay. Jason takes Manhattan's I, pretty bad. I concur. It, at least it has a theme, like the forgettable ones. Like I think did he six or eight? One of those. Now. Uh, quick question: Did Jason take Manhattan before or after the Muppets did? Who had control of Manhattan originally? Well, I think Jason loses at the end, so the Muppets can have as much as they want. So, do the Muppets take it from Jason? I want to see <laughs> yeah. that movie, Muppets versus Jason. <laughs> Muppets versus Jason. Yeah, that, that's what happened. Have you seen the movie? That's what happened. Yeah, well, man, no, no. I want to see it now. I'm adding it to my queue. The Muppets summon Freddy back from the dead, and they team up with Freddy to fight Jason. Yeah, man, those uh, those Muppet movies really went downhill after Jim Henson died. Did you know that they actually tried to, or they planned to make, I think it was Leprechaun versus Chucky? <laughs> no. no, that sounds awful, though, in a way that I find really appealing. I would I would watch that. And I know they wanted to do Freddy versus Jason versus Michael Myers, but I think they couldn't get the rights to Michael Myers. Mike Myers just wouldn't do it. <laughs> wait, wait, Mike Myers? <laughs> Freddy versus play. Jason versus Mike Myers? <laughs> Mike Myers being all wacky, doing his characters. Just doing his, like... Like, oh, Wayne, dude, party time, excellent. And then, uh, oh, you have a machete. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me. And then he just gets gets killed. No, baby, no. And he gets his head cut off. It's a mess. It's awful. Yeah, Mother Patrol is yeah. That misconception. Yeah, the misconception of chainsaw plus hockey mask is chainsaw plus machete or uh, skin mask plus chainsaw. I guess. Okay. Very good, very good. What bums you out today and this week? <clears throat> My bummer patrol pick of the week is books. Boo. What? Boo. Books. I'm, t- I'm taking a bold <laughs> anti-book stance here on the podcast. <laughs> Why books? I thought you just recently started liking books. What? No, books Books are cool. Uh, okay, uh, sorry. Oh, uh, let me. Oh, there's a smudge on the paper. It's specifically paperback books. I don't like paperback books. Oh, so you they don't feel, like that Beatles song? Uh, Paperback Rider, it's okay. It's no uh, Hey Bulldog, which is my personal favorite Beatles song, but it's, it's up there. It's up there. I Oh, man. I don't know. There's something about a paperback book. I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm too harsh on books, but when I get done with a paperback, it's, the spine's all cracked and it's falling apart. I'm just like a monster. My monster hands can't not break paperback books, so I'd rather have a nice hard hardcover. Yeah, they're all like bent, like... Uh, I hate when the covers get all bent and you can't close it correctly anymore. Yeah, and it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of staying open. I try to I have a copy of uh, a hardcover copy of Stephen King's The Stand that I'll sit on paperback books to try to smush them out, but it never it never works. <laughs> and they get all wet from when you read them in the shower. Of course, like some <laughs> that's that thing we all do, the shower reading. We've all been there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the only place I ever read a book is standing in the shower. It's the best place. That and the beach. Those are really the two only acceptable places to read a book. Oh, getting sandy. Oh, getting sand in a paperback book would be terrible. 
Uh, yeah, uh, the feel, because, you know, if we're talking, like, there's some okay paperback books that feel okay, but specifically, I guess, it's the, the kind of, like, short, like, mass market paperback books that you buy for, like, $5 at, like, a, a drugstore, you know, those kind of deals. Yeah. Like, I have some Stephen King paperback books, and they, I think they're thick enough that they don't bend as far as a normal paperback book would. Like, I know we have It. And the cover is kind of bent, but the pages aren't because, I mean, there's just no room for them to bend in that thing. Mm. It's so many pages. How's the font look? Because, like, the small font's another thing that really bugs me about a paperback. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's small, too. But uh, I think Megan was reading it out loud, so we didn't have to both separately read it. Okay. Because that would just be boring. If Like, okay, I'm done. You read it now. So she's read it out loud for a while. So okay. I think she could see, maybe. I don't know. I like the big hardback books. Me too, but they take up so much room. Like, I'm running out of shelf space because I recently, like, obsessively started acquiring uh, hardback uh, Stephen King books. And, man, those take up a lot of room. I get a new bookshelf. I guess you're right. I do need a new bookshelf. That would really solve all my problems. We do too. We currently have a stack of hardback uh, Stephen Kings sitting on a chair next to our, like, two-shelf bookshelf. Because that is just not big enough to be a real Mm. bookshelf. No, no, not at all. I yeah, and I I keep I keep like the three books I'm reading at any one time, like right next to my bed, so I can just grab one and start reading it because I I don't I don't know why I can't just read one book at a time. I'll just like I'm tired of this one. Let's try this one. Is that what happened to The Shining? I'm 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 into The Shining. I'm like toward the end of The Shining. I'm uh-huh, gonna finish okay. it. I keep I like to keep a novel on hand and then a, a sh- book of short stories and then. Um, the third, the third book's always the that Veronica Mars book they put out that I haven't finished reading yet. Oh, I didn't know they did that. <laughs> no, yeah, they did. It takes place after the movie. Weird. And I have it, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I bought that and should read it, but also, oh man, The Stand. Man, I should read The Stand. Good luck on that. That's a long one. Yep, yep. I remember liking it when I read it back in 11th grade. Do you know if you read the uh, the original published version or the complete uncut version? Oh, that's a good question. I got it from the library, so they could have mm-hmm. either. Yeah, it could have been the could have been the one that was cut down because my my favorite thing about the stand, which is a book I haven't read, so I don't have many favorite things <laughs> about it yet, um, is I read the I read the foreword by Stephen King, and he talks about like turning it in to his publisher. Like back in the seventies, and I'm looking at it, it's like, well, th- this book is so long, and there's so many pages. We just cannot afford to to publish it. We can't we can't bind this many copies of your book. You need to take out like 500 pages. Oh wow. Well, I think it's really long because uh, there are so many characters that each have their own story, and it's not laid out Arrested Development season four like, so you don't get one all about like the druggy rocker and then that you, then you're done with that and go on to the next one it just jumps around like stephen king books do we get a bunch of stuff from one character oh time to see what this character's up to and there are just are there, like eight or nine of them at least probably more than that and there are, are there a lot of flashbacks and flash forwards the, flash sideways there are a few but not that many most people just i think remembering things there are a lot of dream sequences okay and then like somewhere in the middle you randomly find a new character halfway through the book Oh, fun. And then you find out how about that person is. Because when Stephen King writes, I think he talked about it before, he just kind of writes and writes and writes. And then 
I think he's admitted himself that he's not good at endings because he doesn't like to end <laughs> things. He likes to just write and then have a bunch of good ideas and then, well, guess I better end this book now. And then the endings okay. always seem hastily written. He just goes like stream of consciousness style, and then this happened, and that happened, and then it's over. The yeah, end. pretty much. That's how it seems. But I like I like all the things that happen in, in the start, middle, and almost end. But then I usually don't like the ends. I will I will say um, I've been reading his newer books that he puts out. He does he's been doing about two a year uh, recently, and I think I think he's gotten better. Like his most recent book, I think the ending is actually really really solid for. Well, he can occasionally have book. good ending. I think The Shining had like a, a well thought out ending, but uh, Under the Dome I thought was just not a good ending. It seemed like so all of a sudden, oh, it's over. <laughs> a, yeah. I was expecting like wherever he got to that part, I thought that was going to be the climax of the book, and then I'd have like another hundred pages. No, it was like a few more after that, just barely any. So, do you think he'll? Um, you think like like ten years from now he'll out of nowhere write a sequel to Under the Dome, like Doctor Sleep style, which is the sequel to The Shining? That he could maybe another city is under a dome, multiple domes. Yeah, just yeah, two, dome two, two domes. I didn't, I didn't finish under the dome either. I got kind of, I got kind of tired of it around like page eight hundred. I'm like, okay, I kind of, I see where it's going. It's heading toward an ending, and I'm stopping. Uh, I think I know where this ends. Well, you were close, but you might not know who survives. I think I told you though once. You did. You just you just spelled out the ending at one point. Because I think you said that you weren't going to read anymore. I'm like, okay, I'll just tell you then. So yeah. paperback books. Oh man, paperback books. Those are awful. But um, yeah, hardcovers. They're okay. Well, that's that's the Bummer Patrol. I'm not going to close it. this out. I'm bad at it. You saw me do okay. it last time. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll let me let me. I shall. Where where there's one set of footprints in the sand. That's where I close the segment. I um. You can cut that out. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um. Okay, and that concludes the Bummer Patrol portion of the program. Uh, up next, we have Jumping Jack flashback. But first, uh, we have a special segment from friend of the show, the Wootinator. Take it away, Woot. Hello, and welcome to this paid advertisement from Pseudo Destinations, your favorite travel agency for the fictional and the fantastic. Here are some of our current specials and offers. First up, we have the Magical Kingdom of Hyrule. Come see its magnificent castles and dungeons, the beautiful Kakariko Village, the Lost Woods, and of course, Lake Hyrule. The current dollar-to-rupee exchange rate works excellent in the traveler's advantage, as does the vast amounts of random treasure and powerful weapons and magic just lying around. Adventure awaits you, so don't forget your swingshot, your flippers, or your master swords at home. Just don't eat any of the mushrooms growing around the witch's hut. If you're looking for some good mushroom soup, head on over to the Mushroom Kingdom. When in Rome, am I right? Disclaimer, Pseudo Destinations is now responsible for accidental transportations to alternate dimensions, moon collision apocalypses, or hostile takeovers by power-hungry evil lords. Please research whether or not Ganon or Ganondorf is dormant before scheduling a trip to Hyrule. Next, we have everyone's favorite metropolis. No, not that one. Gotham City! That's right. Be sure to take in all the sights of the big city from afar, though. Somehow, even though Batman has been fighting crime here for centuries, crime has not dropped one bit. This year's biggest tourist destination is the ongoing construction at the latest collateral damage the Cape Crusader and his nemeses have wrought in Gotham. You don't want to miss it. 
Like the big city, but want a bit warmer of a locale? Look no further than Los Santos. Don't have any money? No problem. The conviction rate for petty to rather serious crimes in LS is virtually non-existent. Need a car? Just take one. Want to try and parachute into a pool from 20,000 feet in the air? Go for it. Los Santos is a perfect present destination for your uncle who runs a conspiracy theorist chat room, as there have been several sightings of UFOs, Bigfoot, and even ghosts. Looking to get away from it all? How about the forest moon of the gas giant planet Endor? Take in the historic sites of where the Empire fell at the hands of the Rebels and Ewoks, Darth Vader's funeral pyre, and get lost in a vast, humanless nature adventure. Like history? Then be sure to check out the lost city of Atlanta, lost at sea so many centuries ago- Wait, my producer's saying so, hold on. Atlantis? Are you sure? I swear it was a Atlantis. Oh, okay then. That's all for today, but be sure to stay tuned for special offers on trips to places only your TV or game console can dream of from Pseudo Destinations. Ben and Brian, back to you. We have to go back! Okay, thank you for those helpful travel tips, Wootinator. Yes, thank you, and very good job. Excellent, excellent work. Um, we look forward to hearing uh, more, more travel tips in future episodes. Right? Is that is yes? That, is we that... yes, we do. I hope and you so. Set the bar I can... high. <laughs> oh yeah, you really, you really started the show the showstopper, but uh... well, well, like I started. I was about to say this is the middle of the show, but his show. Yes. <laughs> All yes. right. You really but, uh, middled yes. the show with a showstopper. But uh, yeah, excellent, excellent work. Thank you for that. Uh, and now here we are in Jumping Jack Flash back. And Ben, it's been a while since we've done this one. We're really dusting off uh, an old favorite here, aren't we? Yeah, I. Oh, we're assuming it's a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody out there remembers it, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Maybe they will, but if not, go back and listen to episode eight, maybe? I think that has one. You don't actually have to go listen to it. Listen to this instead. This is way better. So what is... Well, we have changed also what it's about. Originally, Jump and Jack Flash used to be talking about things from our childhood. Like, we did pre-show that none of you guys heard. We talked about Doug for about 15 minutes. It's going to be released on a separate feed for the special Doug cast. Just happy cast uncut. Yep, uh, for for a if you subscribe to Happy Cast Premium for the low low price of ninety eight dollars a week, you can get jeez <laughs> oh, <laughs> these uncut podcasts. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe there'll be one person who'll do it, and hey, <laughs> we're set. Well, we already have one eccentric rich person uh, funding the show, so yeah, but we can't use any of that money personally. It has to all go towards the podcast. Okay, you're right. We could. Okay, okay. All right, you're right. We should try. I definitely didn't use his money to buy lots of macaroni and cheese. I hope not. That would be very flavored unprofessional. Reese's. Macaroni and cheese flavored Reese's. You yeah, said. Yeah, peanut butter, macaroni and cheese, and chocolate. That's one of the grossest things I've ever heard. Oh, it's so good. Oh, speaking of gross things, we just started an episode of Nancy, or one of the games that Nancy drew. I just remember this, and we barely started it. And there's a place at the start where you can make a sandwich, 
and there's some normal stuff, but then you could put on like this old rotten cheese and throw on some chocolate on there. I put everything on it and ate it. The game game overed because I got food poisoning. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a pretty good end. I just remembered that one. Yeah, it was like literally we turned around and there was the fridge. You could fail that soon in that game. Wow. Yeah, that's that's for happy hour though. So what is what is Jumpin' Jack Flash now? Oh, you know, uh, we'll just share stories of our of our youth uh, as young people. I don't have any. Kids. You know. Oh, <laughs> I think no, of you know. our youths that we have. No, not of our youths. No stories from our past. You know, you know stories, anecdotes from childhood, perhaps. Eh, you know, we'll we'll figure it out over time. It can be whatever we need it to be. Yeah. Well, uh, how many do you have this week? I've got two I could do. I could do one if you only have one. I could bring one and save one for later. Uh, yeah, that might work. Maybe you do one, I do one, you do one. We'll see. However, fills the time the best. Really just trying okay. to kill time at this point. Got to so pad wanna, out the do podcast. You wanna, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, you go first in case we want to use your second one also. Okay. All right. Well, uh, this one's kind of... Um, this is a confession, uh, a confession of mine. I've carried, I've carried the guilt of this story with me for like 20, 22 years. It's really been, it's really been eating me away from the inside, Ben. You didn't kill someone, did you? No, no, no. Of course not. Okay. So- um, but um, the uh, this this story happens when I was in daycare. I was like five or six years old, and I was staying in daycare um, while my parents were at work. Uh, I think it was before I started school, so would that make me five? Like, when's kindergarten uh, for children? Five? I, yeah, either five or six. six. I, I don't know. I, don't I haven't know. had that, any youths. Somewhere in that ballpark. Who knows? Um, they just left but, you in a ballpark. Yeah, that's that's my daycare, the ballpark. <laughs> just wandering around this empty ballpark for hours and hours. With dust and grass. You're just trapped it's, in the cage of that whole area. The old bat cage. Uh, no, no, but um, I remember it was like free time in the playroom. There's a lot of things kids could play with, blocks, um, you know, those those weird those weird like wire tracks where you can like have the ball go around the track like you'd see in like a doctor's office when you were a kid. You oh, know what I'm talking about? Those? Yeah, those I don't are know what fun. you would call that. Those are still fun. How about the cow goes moo? Uh, yeah, maybe you know stuff like that, like like young children's toys. But the cow says. Books, coloring books, uh, picture books, that kind of thing. And I went over to the bookshelf and I saw a stack of cards with a rubber band around it. Uh oh. And I, I I picked it up. I was like, oh, oh cool. What's this? I take the rubber I take the rubber band off and it's a big stack of wrestling trading cards. Ooh. Uh, all all the all the best wrestlers on there. There's a Hulk Hogan, a Macho Man, like all all the classics. Uh, Million Dollar Man. Um, I definitely know all of these. Ultimate Warrior. Can I just keep naming wrestlers and see you if you know any of them? You can make up fake warriors. Fake warriors. You can make up fake wrestlers, <laughs> and fake I still warrior. wouldn't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm really excited looking at these cards. And then the, the deck slips from my hands, it falls on the ground, it scatters everywhere. Uh-oh. I'm young. I'm a young. I, I'm a young child. I, I panic. I just walk away. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to get out of here. I'm walking away. Up. Yeah, I'm not dealing with this. I'm leaving. So I walk away, go do something else. And then one of the uh, daycare attendants, I, a couple minutes later, walks by and sees all these cards on the floor. And she asked the, the room, like, oh, who who dropped these cards and didn't pick them up? Nobody said anything. I guess nobody saw me drop these cards. Oh, but no I did one not volunteer. To snitch. I didn't, oh, they were very loyal. Snitches Maybe that was get it. stitches. 
It was daycare loyalty. <laughs> There's a real bond of people on the inside of daycare. <laughs> you still talk to them every day? It was no, no. They're still they're still on the inside. They haven't oh. made it out yet. But I told them if they that's, do, they should look me up. That's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I yeah, I guess maybe nobody saw me drop them or uh, who knows. But she, she's like, oh, you know, I'll ask one more time. You know, whoever dropped these cards should come pick them up. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm too far in this now. I can't say anything. I got to I gotta ride this out. So I, nothing, silence. She's like, okay, everybody come over here to, to this, this side of the room. We're going to sit here quietly until whoever, whoever uh, dropped the cards comes forward and picks them up. And then we can all go back to, to our free time. Uh-oh. So we're all sitting there quietly for what seems like an eternity. And uh, then then my mom came and picked me up and I left. And I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> Everyone else still had to sit there? Or maybe the, they were gone. They're not scared of you anymore. So like, yeah, it was him. It was him. It was totally that guy that just left. <laughs> I don't know, Ben. I like to think they're still quietly sitting there, though. <laughs> to this day. To this day. That's why they're still trapped on the inside. I do kind of feel bad. You should call back. Call that place up and go, I'm sorry, it was me. You can let them go now. Those kids had to live there for years. <laughs> yep. They're they're shaving in daycare now. Oh, and they still have to sit there quietly all day long. They forgot how to talk. <laughs> Their vocal cords atrophied. This is getting to a really sad story. It was kind of sad before, but um, yeah, so um, I, I, I guess I... I I, I repent. Is that how this works? Am I going to be forgiven? Is this confessional? I, I'm not Catholic. I don't know. Okay. Catholics of the podcast, write in and let us know. But uh, anyway, that's my little short thing. Do you have uh, anything you want to share? Yeah, yeah. I have a story. Um, this is how I remember it from being a kid, although I've been told that this is not how it went. Well, I remember one day when I was a young child, sometime between kindergarten and second grade, I don't know where and there it was. I just know that's the school I was at. Uh, I had asked my mom or dad, I can't remember who I asked, someone, how it rains, what makes rain. And what I was told was that uh, a hunter comes by and shoots at a cloud and it makes all the rain come out. And I believed this. And then until one day, you were 24 no, years no, old. <laughs> until just yesterday when you told me how wrong I was. <laughs> no, I, I believe this, and uh, I don't know how long, because that's a long time ago. Uh, I know we were in library one time, and then the teacher asked, what makes it rain? And I raised my hand really excitedly because I knew. I knew this one. This was an easy one. So I explained that the hunter how, shoots how, a cloud. How old are you at this point? Somewhere still between kindergarten and second grade. It might have okay. been kindergarten. I, somewhere in the middle. I don't know. I want to imagine that it's second grade. But okay, continue. <laughs> it, it was 12th grade. Yeah, the, the teacher asked, and I got excited and raised my hand. And like I volunteered my answer. The hunter shoots a cloud, and the rain just starts leaking out. And like she just looked at me. And she's like, no, that's not it at all. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's what my mom said, or dad, whatever it was. And she's like, no, that's that's not it, though. And that was it. So, so I don't know how long I believed that a hunter shoots a cloud and makes a big hole in it, and all the rain leaks out. <laughs> that's just something you carried with you for many years. Uh, maybe many weeks or many months. I don't know how long it was, but I believed it. <laughs> Oh, you know, when you're when you're a child, time is like weird. Like a like a day feels like an entire lifetime at that point. Well, I imagine it has to be at least some time, or else it'd be a big coincidence that like the day after I asked, 
the library teacher happened to ask the same question. Yeah, so that's my story of me believing something stupid. But that's See, isn't that one reason to have kids is to be able to lie to them like to, that? To lie to them, just to, to make make whatever reality you want and then just tell them that's how the world is. Exactly. See how long they believe it. Like make them think that narwhals don't exist. Yeah, I think that's I think that's why most people have kids, right? That's yeah, the only reason I think is just to have someone that's like more stupid so you can lie get, to them. So you just feel superior. Yeah. Yeah, te- teach them everything wrong. That's how it works. That's yeah. Is this still beginning, the kids show? I'm beginning yeah, I I, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm beginning to think it's a good thing that that neither of us have children. Yeah, but that is at least I think one fun perk of children. Is just to make up silly stories like that and see what happens. That's true. One of the that's one of the fun perks for being in control of another human life. That's a lot of pressure, but you can just lie to them. So that seems fun. It doesn't work so well on Megan. <laughs> I, I've lie? tried. No, like making up silly things to see, see if she believes them. Yeah, no. because she's way smarter than that. No luck. So. No luck so far. No, no luck so far. I'll keep trying though. All right, that's a, that's a good story, Ben. You came, you come across very sympathetic in your story, and I seem like a sociopath of mine. So, <laughs> well, you don't want to be, you don't want to get in trouble. I, I leave, I leave them all behind. If I could do it again, I would have just like, as I'm leaving, it's like, oh, by the way, guys, it was me. Drop the mic, walk out of daycare. <laughs> See ya, beep. No, no, I wouldn't curse when I was like five, Ben. What are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe some of those wrestlers curse, and that's where you got it from. I'm very light cursing on, you know. Uh, it was very, it was like the the early '90s. It was a very different era in wrestling. Hulk Hogan was still doing his Hulkamaniac uh, persona. He was talking about saying your prayers and eating your vitamins. <laughs> oh, Hulk Hogan, rest in peace. No, he's not dead. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know anything about wrestlers. He's very much alive, and I'm working frantically trying to get him on this podcast i'd be very excited to interview him i'm sure you can he's not doing much else is he he's doing wrestling stuff we did that reality show hogan's heroes yeah of course that's exactly (laughs) what it's about it's about hulk hogan back in uh world war ii germany right (laughs) yeah yeah wait is it germany (laughs) oh no mash is korea i get the two mixed up yes yeah i I thought maybe it was like a charity he should make a charity called hogan's heroes uh if yeah, if he doesn't already, yeah, 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 I can see him do that. Yeah. So, um, are you gonna tell you other story? You're gonna save that for our next Jumpin' Jack Flash. Back. Oh, do you, I mean this? I guess the story takes place in the same daycare. I could just knock them both out at once. Yeah, daycare stories. Next time you this can is... tell the story you told me yesterday. What? What? I, oh, okay. Yes, of course. That other story that takes place in a courthouse. Not in a daycare. No, it's a very different situation. But this situation is in a daycare. It's what I recall as being my first crush. Like I was same same ball, like six or seven. This is in the same ballpark. Yeah, you know, I, I was a little bit younger during the card thing. I'm a little bit older now. I'm staying in daycare, and I'm uh. There's something you have to realize about me when I'm like seven years old. Then it's kind of embarrassing. You were tinier. I was I was very small. I wasn't I wasn't as tall as I am now. Now I'm six feet tall. As a child, I was barely even three feet tall. Oh, what a loser. I know. <laughs> Such I a know. short I could, child. I could, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I could totally beat up my seven-year-old self if I had to. Uh, I don't know. I've seen yeah. you punch children. I don't know. Seven-year-old me probably has the speed, but I have the power. I don't know. Hmm. Seven-year-old use on speed? 
Can, no, no. That's not <laughs> that what I said what at all. Can we, can we roll the tape back? <laughs> you said you have the speed. That's oh, what, he was quick. Yeah, like the drugs and the internet. He's like wiry. No, no, no internet drugs. Uh, but I, I was way into uh, uh, um, Nick at Night, the the classic, like after cartoons are over, just classic sitcoms would come on. Oh, yeah. So I had like weird interest for, for a young man. I was like way into Happy Days. Hey. Which is not a great show for kids, but no. Some kind of like adult situations occur. Should we be calling up Chad Snyder on this one? No, no, he's you know I can't talk to him about Happy Days anymore. We have we have differing opinions on some very fundamental Happy Days issues. We need oh, to work it out. Yeah, on the podcast live next week. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know. It leads to it led to like weird situations. Like my grandmother asking me what I want for Christmas, and I'm like, uh, I want a I want a cassette tape of the the episode of I Love Lucy with Milton Berle on it. That's <laughs> the thing I asked for. <laughs> Did you get it? Uh, no, not that one. That might not even existed. I did get the um, the Vitamin of Edgeman episode, Ooh. the classic. Everyone knows that. Nice. One. It was a compilation. It was like four episodes, but I didn't get the one that I oh. asked for because I don't think it existed <laughs> on tape. <laughs> oh, I thought you, like the, you just made it up. No, there was an hour-long I Love Lucy. I think it was actually not I Love Lucy, but it was the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour. Oh. Which is a different thing, and I don't want to get into it because it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes my childhood sad, but um, I, I remember being in daycare talking about how much about Happy Days and how cool Fonzie was, because like when I was seven, like the Fonz was my entire idea of what was cool. Like oh, it's leather jacket, and you say hey, and you almost comb your hair, but then you don't. Oh, and that was my idea of what what was cool until uh until like I was eighteen and I saw uh, Reservoir Dogs. I'm like oh no no. Uh, cool is when you're walking across a parking lot wearing a black suit in slow motion and 70s music is playing. That's way cooler. That's way cooler. We should have done that at the wedding. We should have done that at the wedding. Why didn't we do that? We should have mm, done this real, Reservoir Dogs pictures. Real real missed opportunity there. Like we could have we could have like posed and like the pointing the gun at the guy on the ground. And somebody done, has like, an a ear. Shot from inside the trunk. Yeah, it would have been good. Well, now next time you come here, we have I have to get remarried to Megan so we can get those pictures again. So we can, so we can reservoir dogs. Yeah. It. I want to be uh, I want to be Michael Madsen. I want to be Mr. Pink. Oh, Mr. Pink, he's the professional. Yeah. Right, fine, I'll be Steve Buscemi. Okay, that's Mr. Pink. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen ha. Reservoir Dogs? I own Reservoir Dogs. Okay, okay, I was just checking. I just really wanted to be Mr. Pink. Okay, you can be Mr. Pink, which is ironic because Mr. Pink did not want to be Mr. Pink. <laughs> no. like, I want to be Mr. I want to be. I want to pick my own code name. It's like oh, I can't. We've tried it before. Everybody fights over who has to be Mr. Who gets to be Mr. Mr. Black. Oh, that's a cool one. Yep. Oh, no, Mr. Blacks. Um, but, but I was Mr. a Black and like, a cat in the hat book. Is Mr. Black and Mr. Brown? I think it's in Hop and Pop. Hop on Pop. Don't hop in Pop. <laughs> hop and Pop. <laughs> Come on, hop on in. No, um, sorry. Daycare. Daycare, um, daycare. I'm talking about how how much I love Happy Days, right? And this uh, this girl, young girl who's like roughly my age, and in my memory is some kind of British. That's how I remember it. <laughs> some it's, kind of British. It's, it's some kind of British. And she comes. She's like, she's like, oh yes, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I love Happy Days too. In fact, I, 
I met Fonzie one time. I'm like, what? You what? met Fonzie? This is incredible. He's like, ah, oh, yes, my, my mom and I went to California, and Fonzie was there, and she knows Fonzie, and he let me wear his jacket. I was like, what? this is incredible. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. What? <laughs> I think I'm in love. And I can't remember what like like child me was thinking like did i think fonzie was a real person i don't even remember at this point <laughs> probably did i not realize that this show had been off the air for 20 years did they even live in california i think they did yeah okay no they lived in wisconsin okay See? they did travel to california for one of the later seasons and that's the time that she met him yeah the time fonzie went to california and <laughs> uh Rode, rode a bull, I think? I don't remember. I have not seen Happy Days. Oh, wait, no, no. That's the one where he jumped the shark is when they're in California, oh, right? Oh, I've heard of that for some reason. That's because it's a very famous episode for being one of the best television episodes of all time. Oh, that that's why it's famous? <laughs> for being I'm good. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why people throw that phrase around, like, jumping the shark means when a show gets really good. Like, it was pretty good before, but then it gets incredible. Oh, yeah. That's lost. Always jump the shark. Then all the time. Oh, a nonstop shark jumping. Like, remember when they spoiler? The, spoiler. That was such a shark oh, jump. Moment. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I can you bleep that out? Can you? Yeah, I'll bleep that out. Remember when they? Okay. The. <laughs> okay. Well, don't make it seem that profane <laughs> if you can. But... Right, fine. Remember when they? The spoiler. Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. I guess that's not so bad. <laughs> sure. But, um. And that's, I think, that might have been my, the first time I didn't think a girl was completely gross because she claimed to know Fonzie from Happy Days. I was like, oh, it's cool. This is great. What was he like? Did you touch his hair? This is the best. <laughs> Did you ask that? No. Oh. No, I didn't ask that. <laughs> what, whatever came of this young love? I never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you scare her? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You know how being a kid goes you see somebody one day and then you never see him again like no he's way too into the fonz this is creepy and so she left why would she lie like what did she think she met fonzie like i'm really confused about this in retrospect maybe it was like how in times square there's that fake elmo and fake spider-man there's a fake elmo that's terrible oh yeah it's been all over the daily show before there's like a fake elmo in times square it's just some guy wearing the costume that tries to get money for photos and autographs with children and their parents so maybe it's like that. The Fonz like just harassed them on the street, and she got a picture with him. That's his Fonz like, impersonator. Hey, hey, it's me, the Fonz, Arthur Fonzarelli. Check out my jacket. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Sir, your jacket should be in the Smithsonian next to Archie Bunker's chair. Is it? It is in the Smithsonian. I don't know if it's actually next to Archie Bunker's oh. chair. I was hoping it should be in the Smithsonian. That's like a famous pop culture thing. No, it is. It definitely is. Well, I've always wanted to go to the Smithsonian so I could see Fonzie's <laughs> jacket. That's the only reason. That's the one reason I'd go, like, where's the jacket at? You know what I'm talking about. Isn't the Seinfeld ruffle shirt in there, too? Oh, the puffy shirt? Yeah, puffy shirt, not ruffly shirt. Um, Maybe. I think yeah, it's in there, they too. Have, they have weird things there. Just, like, famous pop culture things. Well, they have lots of different parts of the Smithsonian. Okay. I've been to the Smithsonian, I think, art section before. Mm. But that was it. It was nice and arty in there. Artie's always good, I guess. Okay, and with that, we're closing out Jumpin' Jack Flashback and moving forward into Feedback. Sound. Oh. Mild the mail's here. Mild oh, great. Thanks. 
What's this? A letter for me. All right, feedback time. If you want to send feedback, remember one more time the address happycastfeedback at gmail.com. Send in thoughts, ideas, complaints. Send in your own happy hour, bummer patrol, you know, whatever. We're, we're, you know, we're cool. Whatever you want to send, cool, man. We're, we're open to it. We'll take everything. You can send us MP3s. You can just send us you know, typey letters. Not like typewritten letters and mail them to us because I'm not giving our address address. Not yet. Maybe on a future podcast we'll give but, a P.O. box. Ooh. Why would people send us actual letters, though? I don't, I don't know. Because they're technological hipsters. Is that a thing? But they're listening to a podcast? Yeah, but they're like they're they're listening to it. They they have it. Um, they have a friend download it and then convert it to like a wax cylinder, and then they're actually listening to it. Okay, that that makes sense now. Of course, yeah, that's not nonsense at all. No, that that, I just that's said. totally sensible. <laughs> all right, so what kind of mail do we have, Ben? Since I, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm reading first. <laughs> Normally, I read first. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. Well, we have one from. Does he have a screen name? Or just all right from listener Jacob. He uh, talks about Korean theaters because we talked about theaters in our last podcast. Happy cast crew. I'm writing to inform you guys of the average Korean theater experience. Ooh, theater with an R E. Wait, then later he does it with an E R. Hmm. Oh, very Jacob. inconsistent. Good. The Korean theaters spare no expense when it comes to atmosphere. The seats are soft leather bucket seats you may find in a luxury car. And they even offer double cup holders and a cubby for each seat as well. What? As a small what? table in between each other seat or every other seat. I want a cubby? I want a table. Oh, you need to go here to movie lounge. Where they even have like waiters and waitresses will come and give you like you can actually like dine. Like not not popcorn, but like actual dining. Real food. They have a full bar. I think they do. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, comfy seats. I might have talked about it before on a podcast, but probably not. I don't know. But you have to do that next time you're here. Uh, the sound and video is always stellar, and thankfully they almost never do any dubbing to English movies, which I hear is very prevalent in some parts of Europe. Hmm. I have seen quite a number of movies over my 18-ish months in Seoul, and I don't recall ever hearing a baby crying or people having conversations in the theater. You reserve the seats before the movie, either online or at the register-slash-automatic kiosk. This could go either way for some people, but I enjoy picking my seat. That's true. I Yeah, because when I go to a theater, I have a very specific spot I want to be sitting, and if I get there too late, it's already taken. Yeah. So if I could just buy my seat beforehand, that would be very convenient for me. Movie lounge, you can do it there, too. You can pick out whatever seat you want. You get to poke it on the screen. It's awesome. But get an aisle seat so that's easier for the waitresses. But okay. the theaters aren't huge, so an aisle seat is still pretty much middle. Ah, oh, the bad. One bad thing for a Westerner is one particular snack choice that seems to be the most popular movie sack snack in the culture. They serve the average American snacks like popcorn, beer, yes, beer. Beer. Oh. Yeah. Nachos, hot dogs, pretzels, which they have perfected with a soft pretzel that has cream cheese inside. But this is the bad section, so I digress. But they also serve some things like dried squid, uh, which doesn't taste all that bad and isn't as noisy as popcorn. 
However, the olfactory assault of dried squid more than compensates for the lack of noise to every western nose in the vicinity. So when you say when you say dried squid, is it like squid jerky? Is it crunchy? Is it chewy? Like what? Uh, what do you think dried squid's like? That's a good question. I'll phone up Jacob and ask him. Okay. Oh, he didn't answer. I'll wait. Oh, okay. Uh, I I don't know. Hey, listeners who've had dried squid, what is it like? <laughs> uh, overall, I love the Korean movie experience and will miss it in my further travels. Respectful, respectfully from a concerned listener, Jacob, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> that's that's weird that, that he ended it, sent from my iPhone. What an odd choice. P.S. Sent from my iPhone. Ah, okay. Very good. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Thank, thanks. Thanks, brother, for writing in. Um, Are you just saying that like a wrestler like would Hogan. say? It? Yeah, like yeah, Hulk yeah. Hogan. Uh, I appreciate it, brother. We really wanted to know about the Korean theater going experience. Or is this like you're new today? Say, say, say your prayers, eat your squid. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, yes. My, my, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't see the address in front of me. I'm just saying that I also have a brother in who is currently in Korea who this may or may not be. I, I think who, it is. Who I maybe I maybe or maybe did not send a text to and say like, Hey, you should write in about Korean theaters. What's that like? <laughs> so we're just begging for emails now? No, I mean that was a thing I really wanted to know and I thought, well just oh. just send it as an email because I would like to know how that goes. Oh, well it went well. So do we have any other feedbacks? I might go to Korea just to check out these theaters. That seems like a sensible travel choice, right? Well, it also sounds like they have some of the same things that the theater here, Movie Lounge, has. That's true. We also have one of those near here. Ours is called Cinebistro. Ooh. Well, I, I guess I... I think for like Megan and I to both see a movie together and get our meals, I think it's about $25 total. Wow, that's sensible. And I got a honey and grilled cheese sandwich, and it was the best thing I've ever had. I gotta say, I'm not convinced based on based on the description, but you're well, you're kind of a you're a finicky eater, so if you liked it, I am gonna take your word for it. I like grilled cheese. Oh, let's not even tell the story about what happened when we were down there visiting you, and I ate something I wasn't expecting to have to eat. Oh, you mean you mean salad? <laughs> no, the thing is. <laughs> That, not... time, that horrible time you ate no, a salad no it wasn't horrible it was just i wasn't expecting it and i didn't you know how i am with food textures i don't like different textures in my food which That's is my true. problem with salad it's not the taste of salad it's there's soft parts and there's crunchy parts it's and there's the, chewy it's the, parts it's the co-mingling of textures I, I like to have one consistent texture in my food and salad just doesn't do that for me and all the other things i was offered for toppings were like different textures that would go with the salad so i ended up just going with the leaves and i just yeah. ate the leaves one at a time like in between bites of my other food that i really loved i forgot what it was but it was delicious it was, it was a uh chicken lasagna yeah that was really good that was really good so i just like would alternate bites and then i stopped eating just just leaves which was really kind of tasteless not that sounds weird no <laughs> it was so tasteless such a ta tasteless move on your part man no, no. but I, I did that until i finished about as much as it looked like you had eaten so i thought oh okay that's good brian ate that much i can probably stop here and just enjoy the part i like more that has one texture throughout that's not what this yeah. is about but <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Ben. I'm but sorry about happens. the time you ate that salad. <laughs> no, you make it sound like I just hate salad. <laughs> it's not salad as a concept. It's salad as a texture. It's salad in execution. I The idea of salad is appealing. If I can get a kind of salad that is all crunchy or all like chewy, well, I don't want all, I don't want a chewy salad. A chewy salad mm. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> no, but like like I don't even like brown. Like, I love brownies, but if there are nuts on it, I hate it. I hate nut brownies. See, that shows it's not just like healthy salad food. It's also bad for you food, like brownies. Junk food. But with the nuts, junk food. the nuts makes but, it crunchy, and it makes me think every time I'm eating the brownie, like, oh, what if there's a roach in here, and I can't tell because the nut's covering up the crunch? I I feel like you would taste it. Like, they they don't taste the same, right? Maybe they do. I don't, I don't know. know. That's why I stopped getting chicken quesadillas at uh, Taco Bell, because every now and then I'll get one piece of chicken that is just too chewy or too crunchy compared to the rest of it, and I suddenly lose all appetite for the rest of my food. But now you're getting a bacon quesadilla, right? That's your go-to? Yeah, cheese and bacon quesadilla. I didn't know you could even add bacon, but it's delicious. I recommend it. Happy hour. Are we, are we doing double happy hours? Let me think. Uh, let me. I'm flipping through my book. Happy hour. Happy hour. Um, kettle corn. Mm, there you go. Kettle corn. <laughs> kettle corn. So what's our other feedback? Because I talked too oh, long we- about my chewy salad. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. We do have one more email. Uh, this one comes to us from Q. You remember Q? Q. How's it spelled? Q. With a U-E-U-E? Just the letter Q. Like C-U-E? Just Q. Just Q. Just Jimmy. Anyway, Q writes in to say, Dear Ben and Brian, so glad you're back. I missed hearing you guys. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. We missed thanks, you too. I liked your discussion on board games. I love playing them, but I tend not to, since family doesn't care for them. Oh, come play some with us. We're in different places, so that'd be d- difficult. That's true. Yeah, and then she's probably it's also somewhere else, so how... Oh, would, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, if we ever do the one thing I told you about wanting to do with snake oil... Like video conference snake oil? Oh, we don't have to video. You can just audio con. We could Skype in snake oil. Just, just a conference call snake oil? Yeah, and put it out as a special edition podcast. Yeah, we could do that. We could talk about that. Yeah, we, if we get a nice group together who can all do it at the same time somehow, I'm sure it's possible. That could be a fun fun listener thing. Yeah, listener appreciation day. Uh, Q continues saying, I recently discovered Settlers of Catan and absolutely loved it. What other board games are similar to that? Uh, I don't... I, I got that for Wedding, but I haven't really been able to play it much because... My sister and Megan are the main ones I have to play with, and they didn't really want to play with the rules because it sounded complicated. Like, villainy might be as complicated as Sellers of Catan. I'm not positive because I've never gotten to play a real game of Catan. But, yeah, maybe you'll like villainy. It's strategic, and you have to do stuff. Ticket to Ride, that's kind of strategic, I think. Oh, Ticket to Ride. Oh, I love Ticket to Ride. That's a lot of fun. That game's Um, so fun. I meant to play that whenever we were there, but we never got around to it. How about uh, Carcassonne? That's another. I think they're both German board games. So, oh, oh, there's a game that's supposed to be like Monopoly, but way better. Maybe something like Power Grid. I think. I don't remember. It's something like that. That's supposed to be really good, and I've been wanting to play it. Right. It's supposed to. I think like you buy up like energy companies, and you have to manage your resources with that. Yeah, I I actually don't know how to play uh, Catan yet. I'm supposed to actually go. Um, 
learn this Sunday. My cousin's going to teach me. So oh, that should cool. be fun. That should be fun. I want to go. I, I hear it's a bunch of resource management. So yeah, I can do that. There's that. That's kind of what uh, Carcassonne is. Carcassonne, you're building roads a lot. Is that? Oh, I'll take a ride to building roads. I, I oh. think you have to. Well, kick, uh, take the ride you're building rails. Well, railroads. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I guess uh, Steam Park, that's a lot of resource management because you have to keep adding on to your uh, to your park, but you have to watch out for the dirt that keeps accumulating because the more you build and the more people you have in your park, the more dirty it gets. So then you're like, oh, wait, next turn I might have to roll some cleaning ones. And you have to decide if you want to build more and try to get more money or if you want to focus on cleaning the dirt mostly that round. Um, I'm a, and I'll put forward one more. Um, the, the the greatest board game of all time, chess. Check out chess. I'm a yeah, big fan. That's very Thumbs resource up. management. Yeah, it's great. It's a great game. Um, it's a great game that, uh, you know, for some reason people assume that I'm way into but uh, I, I'm not. I used to be. I kind of fell out. Chess and I were not. We're not as close as we should be. Is it a better game than checkers? Oh, it's it's a it's a you know, I mean, it's not like Batgammon. Batgammon is a better game than checkers. Okay. How about tic tac toe? That game's terrible. I mean, eh, to be honest, most games are better than checkers. Not a great game. Well, checkers is better than tic tac toe. Well, that's true. Only because tic tac toe is barely a game. Yeah, once you're above, a, like, what, four or five, you can almost always at least tie the game. And then it's well, just any, boring. Any, anytime you have two competent adults playing tic-tac-toe, it should always end in a tie. It should. <laughs> but not always. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's, like, some kind of hidden, unspoken story <laughs> no, to that. <laughs> no. No, it's not that. It's that, like, there are a couple, a certain couple moves you can do at the start, and if the other person just doesn't make the move right, then you can get a two-way tic-tac-toe win where they can't stop you uh pretty all sneaky all they have to do is look ahead like one step and see that though so tic-tac-toe is terrible bummer patrol tic-tac-toe q continues <laughs> do you guys play video games the answer to that question is yes yep. going forward <laughs> how <laughs> <laughs> well answered your question <laughs> Oh, do you want to do you want to elaborate on video games? Uh, we have a video game section we could always do sometime. Uh, let me talk about my favorite video games of the past few years. I like the Telltale Adventure games. Those are very they're very fun. Very Lego cool. games. Those are amazing. Um, uh, uh, Walking Dead's good. Wolf Among Us is good. I haven't played Game of Thrones yet. I'm not a big fan of the show, but I'm gonna try the game. Um, uh, also, um, the Borderlands uh, one is fun, even if you haven't played Borderlands. I've heard. Okay. I, I have that one, so I'll, I'll check it out. I read a review of someone that didn't like the show, or didn't like the show, didn't like the games at all, but they loved this one in the story. Is it just because they like the Telltale uh, game design? Yeah, I strategy, guess they didn't want know? to do the walking around shooting stuff, lo shooting and looting. But it's just like the stories they make in there. I didn't think that you could make stories in the Borderlands universe, but they do a really good job so far. Yeah, it seems like uh, having not played it, it seems like a difficult drawer is You'd figuring think so. out characters and story in that universe. You'd think, but no, there's there's like a lot of stuff you can do in there. What's going to be difficult I, is the Minecraft game they're going to come out with. Now, is that actually is that its own game or is it just like an, an like an addition to Minecraft? I assumed it was its own game when they announced it and talked about it. Because they kept calling it Minecraft Story Mode, right? That made me feel like they were going to 
patch it into Minecraft somehow, but that would be ridiculous, right? I thought they were just calling it that. So you'll be walking around a forest, you'll have to make a decision to like stab the creeper or let the creeper live. And then and then like a little thing will prompt up it it's like creeper creeper will remember that. Yeah, see? Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how that turns out. Uh, Q goes forward saying, how much does it cost to produce a podcast? Oh, so much. Hundreds, uh, thousands of dollars. Uh, you know, I mean, really, you don't have to worry about the budget anymore because of our uh, generous um, our generous sponsor. But uh, more than you think it would. You know, these solid gold microphones are more expensive than you think they should be. and uh, The high-end computer I have to use for the editing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Speedy, uh, old, uh, old speedy internet uh, over here. The you have to upload like when once the podcast is done, it's like a one terabyte file, I believe. You told yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And my speed's only like five hundred gigabytes a second, so I it takes a while, like two seconds, I guess. Okay. Uh, she goes on saying, for Ben's neighbor problem, I think leaving a note or something might help for both the older lady slash her son, probably don't realize they're being annoying, and the subwoofer guy asked Ben about it, so I think he's trying to be considerate and just failing at it. I would so. do it, but they both, or at least the, the next-door neighbor has been kind of mean in the past to me, and if I put a note on his door, he'll definitely know. It's only a block of four. There are no other walls that his sound would be coming from. He lives right above the lady, and they seem kind of to be best buds. Like, they give each other rides all the time. And all of that. And so if I put anything on there, he's definitely going to know who it was. They're always hanging out on the stoop, playing dominoes together. Not dominoes, but I think they smoke together in her apartment. Oh. As far as I can tell from the slams. and uh, smoking buddies. I would do something about the neighbor downstairs, but the one right below us, I don't think he speaks enough English for for her to not tell it was us. I don't want her to know it was me. Mm. So that's the only reason we haven't done that either. Uh, ben, next time I'm in town, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna talk to these people for you. I'm gonna be like, hey, hey, listen, just like old what's your face from old what you call it, old Navi. That's right. That's exactly what I was going for. But I'll talk to him. I'll put him in. I'll put him in their place, Ben. I'll say like, <laughs> uh, uh, hey, hey, um, Brad, Brad, Bradley, Bradley. Um, it's like, how do you know my name? Uh, uh, I well, I host a podcast with your neighbor, um, <laughs> HappyCast dot website. No, <laughs> Check it out. No, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, um, remember how you mentioned that you have a subwoofer and to you know asked if it was too loud. Ben said no, but as it turns out, it's a little loud. So just turn it down a smidge, just what? like a little, like just a bit. It wasn't loud then. Was the problem that the one time you mentioned it, I literally had not heard anything that day. So I was like, oh, I guess it's fine. No. So next time you know to play it safe and just always say like, yes. What Was I being loud? You said yes. Yeah, but what I, if he's trying to trick me? He's like, oh, yeah, did you hear it last night? And I'm like, yeah, I did. He's like, well, haha, I didn't listen to it last night. So you're just lying. Okay. All right. You're, okay, you've convinced me, Ben. You're stuck, <laughs> between a, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. By making up scenarios, I win. Okay. Uh, Q then says, my happy hour pick is going back to school. Boring, I know, but I'm excited for my classes this semester, and I like getting into a routine. Oh, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah routine's good. It's fun. It's good to have have a schedule, a schedule. Especially with um, podcasts. 
Absolutely. That's what we're trying. And uh, this will be three in a row. Let's see if yeah. we can keep the streak alive. And our record is, well, it wasn't an exact record of, you know, exactly one week apart podcasts. But it was close. I think we released every weekend back yeah, then. About was it 13? Thir- 13, yeah. It's a good, good long stretch. We can only do it with your encouragement and iTunes reviews. It's, it's like Tinkerbell. Instead of clap if you want me to live, you have to leave a review if you want us to live. Leave a review if you want us to live. And then Q's bummer patrol is eye problems. Her problems? Apparently, I, no, I? E-Y-E? Like, oh. <laughs> iPhone problems? Eye problems? No. Eye problems. Because apparently eyes aren't meant for reading slash being on a computer for 10 plus hours a day. So things seem blurry, far away, even through prescription. Maybe you need bifocals. I don't know. Is that how that works? Um, yeah, maybe. Is that how bifocals work? There's like a two, like two focals by. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> dose focals. Oh, dose focals. <laughs> I I don't know. I see. I just have a very weak prescription myself, but um, I've had them for about a year, and I I'm completely I I feel just helpless without them. So I don't know how that. My works. vision is terrible it's uh, every time someone says their vision's terrible and i let them try on my glasses they're like okay no you're right yours is worse and uh, it's just so bad i cannot see if i lose them i am pretty much like velma on scooby-doo when her glasses fall off there have been mornings where i can't find my glasses and i'm just like crawling around the ground feeling everywhere trying to find them because there's no way i'm going to find them so I usually have to get megan to find them for me see i'm i see i'm very i'm very uh thankful then because mine it's not that bad. I can get around without glasses. It's I just can't do any reading. Like any like things are kind of blurry. It's like oh my eyes are not focused. I can't I can't see. I, I kind of see something over there that looks like a photo. I don't know, but I can actually navigate the world. Well, I can navigate around big things. Like I like oh there's a cow. I can tell where all the stuff is around. The blur of color helps with that. But I cannot find things I need to find. I cannot. I can barely read unless it is literally like less than an inch away from my face then i can read yeah i don't know it's next time we're at the same place you can try on my glasses and see what it's like okay because it's bad sounds like a plan same with you q Uh, glasses (laughs) trade all right we're having a big uh listener meetup (laughs) where we're just gonna exchange glasses glass swap glass swap 2015 be there or don't that's our catchphrase (laughs) that's just fine if you don't (laughs) Be there or not, it's not mandatory. It's pretty far for a lot of you guys, so we understand. Uh, but uh, let's see. Um, glasses, things are blurry, even though her prescription is correct. Uh, she says that she has to do eye exercises to train her eye muscles. Bit weird, but hopefully it helps. Can you teach those to me? I'd like to know some of those. Uh, yeah, I think we should look up eye exercises after this. because That's, I'm that's just your next curious. assignment, Q. I'm just curious what what how that is, or yeah, how often you have to do them. Because maybe I could benefit from some of that. Is it like you you like open them really wide and like roll them clockwise and roll them counterclockwise? Or just you have to uh, just sh- uh, shift your your focus on different things. Like, oh, you're looking you're looking at the sign. Now you're looking at the further sign. Now you're looking <laughs> at that mountain. Maybe that's why I'm okay. Is uh, whenever I play a game on TV. I usually also watch Netflix on the computer unless it's like a crazy story or something crazy is happening in either one of them. 
but that way I'm always shifting focus from like the close laptop screen to the further away TV screen. Mm. Maybe that's why my eyes aren't strained when I'm doing that. Could be, could be. And then Q signs her email saying, "Keep happy." That's right. Keep no, happy, Ben. No, stay keep happy. Stay happy. I'm I'm just reading the email word for word. Uh, first word keep. Second word happy. Well, then she just typoed the word keep into the word keep instead of the word stay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's what I meant to say. I, I'm pretty sure it was always stay happy because I always thought keep happy sounded like keep happy. Like you're keying someone's pappy. We should just agree to disagree on this one. And that's why our after show, or not after show, that's why our ending is always all weird and awesome. Uh, there's a PS. This letter has a PS. Did your letter have a PS, Ben? Uh, it did not. Well, other than sent by my iPhone. Looks like I win. Uh, PS is, it would be helpful to have contact info on the website. Did it. Done it. Good. Okay. Excellent. Taken thank care you. of. I did not know it wasn't on there. So thank you very much, Q, because it is now on there on the sidebar. Our, all yes. of our contact info that matters. Yep. Thank you for the suggestion. Yes. And thank you, everybody, for your feedback. Yep, yep. Thanks, everybody. Uh, remember, send your feedback, happycastfeedback at gmail.com, and you might hear it here on the show. You will. Unless it's you will. racist. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Just I don't can back be that up. That's our rule. That's our one rule. <laughs> well, we might have more. Don't Also, don't be sexist, probably. Okay, probably, probably. It's a good, good rule, too. Don't be a Holocaust uh, denier. Uh, xenophobic? Yeah, don't, don't don't be xenophobic. No, no, don't no hate xenophobic. aliens. <laughs> yep. That's what it means. <laughs> yep, yep. I know, I know. But for some reason, when you said it, it just conjured like, uh, just like the the um, the xenomorphs. That's what Alien. I was thinking of when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like them. You don't hate Predator either. Well, yeah, Predator. Oh, you, you know, Predator's kind of a jerk, but well, you know. is he? Because as long as you're unarmed and nice to him, he won't kill you. Or she. Some of them are she's. I think in Predator they, they, Two, I think it's a she. There are lady predators, you're right. Yeah, but as long as you're unarmed and a nice person, you should be okay. Yes. But so if you just follow these simple rules, you will probably hear your feedback on the show. There are more unwritten rules, you know. And we'll be revealing one a week for the next 400 weeks. If we can keep it up that long. That's a lot of years to podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Too, too many. Arguably too many. Well, Ben, I am very tired. I think it's time to put this here podcast to bed. Uh, well, shouldn't we put you to bed if you're tired? Uh, well, I have to tuck. Man, first, I have to tuck in the podcast. You know, okay. read a bedtime story. Make sure, make sure it's comfortable. Uh, it has a warm glass of milk. Uh, maybe I'll sing a little lullaby, and then once the podcast is off, then I will go to sleep. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Good night, podcast. S- sitting on the couch. Are you doing a good night moon thing? Yeah, except it's about the podcast. I always found it weird the 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 part of good night moon that's like good night old lady whispering hush. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh. that was creepy. That always hush. terrified me. <laughs> <laughs> like like it, it shifted genres like a horror book at that point. <laughs> like like something out of The Shining almost. It yeah, that part is creepy. Okay, I'm glad we can agree. If you listeners, if you think that's a creepy part of Goodnight Moon, please write in if it gave you nightmares. Photoshop challenge. Do that. Yeah. And other, <laughs> stuff, <laughs> and other stuff we said too. But definitely yes. the old lady whispering hush. Yes, excellent. 
So, hey, everybody, anybody that listened this far, thank you for sticking with us. I feel like I've been a little more incoherent than usual, a bit more rambly. And you can I blame out on all the Coke you took during the episode. Uh, Coca-Cola, yes. <laughs> I've been drinking Coca-Cola to stay awake. I was not wrong. Uh, you were intentionally misleading people. No, I, just, I call it Coke. You were uh, you were trying to assassinate my character. But, I always refer uh, to it as taking Coke whenever I drink it. Uh, do you? That all seems like a poor choice of words. I, I wouldn't do that. Don't you remember all the Coke we had? All the Coke we took when I was down oh, yeah. there? Oh, we went to, to the world of Coke. Yeah, the world of Coke. And then we took lots of it while we were there. Yeah, I mean, they, they had the big room full of Coke. Oh, so many different flavors. It was Cherry. Good. Yeah, it was good. Oh, man, hey, guys, just pro tip, if you're ever at the World of Coke, you need to go to the Italy station and try Beverly. Oh, ah, beautiful. The best soda you'll ever taste. Yes, it is delicious. So go there right now, no matter where you are. Just go. Stop listening and go. Okay. Uh, So that's it. We're done. It's over. Game over, guys. Game over. Aliens 2. It's called Aliens with an S. Yeah, but I mean, it just is aliens too. Well, <laughs> aliens, it's, a- it's alien two aliens. Okay, all right, I'll I'll accept it. So, hey everybody, thanks for listening. I hope you join us next week. And until then, remember, stay happy. Happy. everybody welcome to the show after the show which we call the after show uh, let's all sing along with you know it you love it our trademark after show song Drop the bass. It's how we end the show. Uh, so, I guess, um, man, has anyone seen Ben? I can't do the after show without him. Under the fridge! Under the fridge! Did you say th- that he's hiding behind the couch? Under the fridge! Under the fridge! Under the fridge! Did you say that Ben's hiding in the closet? He's under the fridge! Under, the, under, under a bridge? Like a troll? You said he's under the fr- Oh my- Oh no! But how did you get under this fr- This is crushing him! Why? Why, God? Why? How could this happen? This is just a kid show and you still found a way to injure yourself? You two should reflect on the past. Maybe you learned something. <laughs>